Welcome to Nigerian American. My name is LD, and this is my podcast. 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 This episode contains ideas that some listeners may consider offensive. Discretion is advised. On June 23, 2019, the co-founder of one of Nigeria's largest energy conglomerates at the time, Mr. Cole, posted the following on his Instagram page. I quote, at Professor Wally Shurinka, hashtag celebrate greatness, hashtag relationships matter. Met one of the greatest Nigerians walking the earth today, and as with other times, he was genteel, witty, forthright, and humble. My smile gives me away as he permitted the picture, whereas he would have preferred to get back to his newspapers. Then we boarded the flight, and after assisting him with his bags, he took to the window seat and promptly started reading again. A few minutes later, this young man, baseball cap, t-shirt to show his muscle chest and tattoo biceps, boards the plane and tells Prof he is on his seat, which he was. Those of us, including the cabin crew, tried to reason with Bobo Fine to let the old man be, but the chap refused. He insisted Prof should vacate his window seat, which the old man quietly did for his original aisle seat next to him. I couldn't understand how we got to this point where we no longer have respect for elders. Even if we're so ignorant of the great global personalities in our midst, is it too much to ask that an elderly man be allowed to remain in a seat allotted to you in the same business class cabin and the same row? Now, wow. End of quote. I'll attempt a quick summary and breakdown of what I just read for listeners who may be unfamiliar with some of the nuances. Mr. Cole starts off by expressing his admiration for Professor Walishrenka and even sneaked in a selfie with the professor prior to boarding the aircraft. I'm a fan of Professor Wally Shrenka as well, and in the same scenario, I most likely would have requested a selfie as well. Maybe even an autograph. There's much to be admired about the man. He is one of the very few Nobel laureates on the planet. Mr. Cole also describes the other person as a young man wearing a baseball cap and a t-shirt that displayed his muscular chest and tattoos. This was done for contrast. Prestigious Professor Wally Shrinka versus thuggish, tattooed young man. Now, let's try to ignore the bias in the description of the younger man and attempt to analyze Mr. Cole's account of the event. An older man, a famous Nobel Prize winning professor, walks into the business class cabin of an aircraft. And though he's in the correct seating row, he sits in the window seat instead of the aisle seat that he was originally assigned. Shortly after, a younger man walked into the cabin and asked that the older man vacate his window seat. According to Mr. Cole, himself and other cabin crew members then attempted to reason with the younger man to allow the professor to sit in the younger man's window seat. But he insisted on having his assigned seat. And so the professor had to move to his originally assigned aisle seat. 
This experience upset Mr. Cole, hence his post about it. If you're Nigerian or if you're familiar with African culture, you most likely understand why Mr. Cole was upset. If you're not, however, you may wonder what the fuss is about. This seems like a simple case. I mean, the professor was in the wrong seat and he was asked to move. Nothing wrong with that, right? You may even wonder why the professor was in the wrong seat in the first place. In this episode, I'll attempt to explain why I believe Mr. Cole was upset, and then we'll take a deeper dive into the culture of respect. In West African culture, more specifically in traditional Yoruba culture of Western Nigeria, respect for older people is a very important tradition. If you've been around traditional Yoruba people, the manner of greeting is quite peculiar. Younger females kneel and younger males prostrate before older people. Okay, I feel like I need to explain what the word prostrate actually means. To prostrate is to lay flat and stretch out with your face toward the ground in adoration or submission. If you're imagining someone in a push-up position... That's what it looks like when a man prostrates before another. Prostration is expected when one greets a much older person. A young boy greeting a man or woman the age of his parents is expected to prostrate. Young girls are expected in the same regard to kneel before their elders. To be clear, prostration may not be expected when age gaps aren't significant, but it is expected even as an adult when you're greeting people who are old enough to be your parents. This tradition extends beyond greetings to most social interactions, even the language. In Yoruba language, pronouns are used to accord respect. When speaking to an older person, the English word you is eh. When speaking to someone of the same age or younger, the English word you is o. So for example, if you want to say have you eaten? To an older person, you would say, Whereas if it were to your age mate or to a younger person, you would say, For older people, for someone who's your age mate or younger. Get the point. Respect extends even further to name calling. As a younger person, you cannot address an older person by their name without a prefix. An older brother has the word brother or uncle preceding his name if he's being addressed by someone younger. An older sister's name is also preceded by sister or auntie. For example, an older brother named Tunde must be addressed by younger people as either brother Tunde or uncle Tunde. Refusal to address older people as such is perceived as disrespectful and is greatly frowned upon. Calling your father or mother by their name is considered one of the most disrespectful things you can do as a Yoruba person. You may only address them as Bami, meaning my father, or Mami, meaning my mother, or Mommy or Daddy, if you're more westernized. Now, respect for elders is obviously not unique to Yoruba culture. Most cultures of the world have traditions that accord respect to older people. For example, some Asian cultures greet by bowing their heads others by shaking other people with both hands. Western cultures in various languages use the equivalent of words sir or ma'am as a way to acknowledge older people. The point is, respect for older people is universal. 
In traditional Yoruba culture and many cultures of West Africa, however, a lot more emphasis is placed on age-based respect. For custodians of this culture, the benefits of a society that values respect for older people far outweigh the negatives. In fact, many would argue that this culture is a mandate from God. Depending on which of the various gods you believe in, or what scripture or doctrine you present to support your position. It is my understanding that some European and Asian cultures are also quite similar, but I'm not familiar enough with Chinese, Japanese, Italian, or Indian culture to speak on those. So I'm focusing this episode on the one that I'm very familiar with and grew up in, which is the Yoruba culture of Western Nigeria. In traditional Yoruba culture, the emphasis placed on respect is huge, and the consequence of disrespect could be severe. As a young child growing up in a Yoruba community, there are certain ideals that are planted and reinforced, sometimes forcefully. For example, you cannot question, challenge, or disagree with the ideas presented by an older person. You cannot express frustration or displeasure at an older person. You cannot call out an older person's folly. There's no scenario where it's okay to hold an older person accountable for failures. When older people take advantage of you or abuse you physically, verbally, or even sexually, you're expected to obey and never challenge their authority. An older person is considered wiser and therefore any attempt to oppose, challenge, question, or inquire about their decisions can be considered as disrespectful, even if those decisions are abusive, manipulative, wrong, insensitive, or simply unwise. You have literally no rights as a young person that trump the rights of an older person. These rules give an older person in traditional Yoruba culture near-absolute authority over a younger person, even if the age gap is only a few years. The community frowns upon non-compliant members, which leads parents to sometimes punish their non-compliant children into conformity. Families that display these qualities are considered the model families in the community. Failure to get your children to abide by the laws of unconditional respect can literally make you outcasts. Now let's get back to the business class cabin of the aircraft. Why were Mr. Cole and other passengers and even the flight crew trying to persuade the younger man to give up his assigned seat for the professor? Or maybe a better question to ask is why were they upset that he didn't want to give up his window seat to the professor? If you ask a Yoruba man, the answer is simple. The professor is an older man who should have been accorded the courtesy of being able to sit wherever he pleases. Asking the professor to move was deemed disrespectful by Mr. Cole and others. Top it up with the fact that this is the legendary Professor Walishoenka. How dare you? Mr. Cole ended his post by saying, and I quote, I couldn't understand how we got to this point where we no longer have respect for elders, even if we're so ignorant of the great global personalities in our midst. End of quote. What I deduce from that statement is that even if this young man didn't know who Professor Shoyinka was, 
he should have respected his age and allowed him to sit wherever he pleased. I wondered while reading the post if maybe Professor Walishenka sat in the wrong seat by accident because he wasn't noted as putting up any resistance at all. The younger man who refused to give up his seat may have also had reasons why he wasn't willing to compromise, but none of that mattered. In that moment, and through the lens of our culture, the only thing that mattered was that his request for the professor to move was disrespectful. If you've been taught this idea from a young age like I was, it is natural for you to agree with Mr. Cole. I'm a huge fan of Professor Shrinka as well, and if I were present, I probably would have instinctively felt exactly the same way as Mr. Cole about the event. Mr. Cole has done nothing wrong. However, in this episode, I want to dig a little deeper into this idea. I'm quite sure that at some point in time in human history, the model of unconditional age-based respect may have been considered to be the best of the available options. I could even argue that unconditional age-based respect helped to maintain hierarchical societal structures. I could see unconditional respect as you would imagine in the army as being necessary to maintain some form of order. But the more I learn and better understand human society and collaboration mechanisms, the more uncomfortable I feel specifically about unconditional age-based respect. I know my ideas here may upset some people, but I'd like to beg for your patience and ask that you please hear me out as I present this thought. To be clear, this is not an attempt to abase the Yoruba culture of respect in any way. As a matter of fact, my argument would easily apply to all other cultures that place such high value and emphasis on unconditional age-based respect whether African, Asian, European, or South American. I also want to state clearly that I believe strongly in respect as a necessary mechanism for human collaboration. Without respect mechanisms, our societal structures and agreed fictions that enable collaboration on a global scale wouldn't be as efficient. What I wish to unpack is the culture of unconditional respect that is based solely on age one that disproportionately in my opinion favors older people over younger ones in a perfect world a world where unconditional age-based respect reigns as the supreme order the younger man would have had to find somewhere else to sit because asking an older man to stand up from your assigned seat is unacceptable so what if he's in your seat? Can't you see his gray hairs? <laughs> Do you not have elders in your community? Would you, would you ask your father to get up from your seat? <laughs> Imagine. All these young children of nowadays. No respect. I don't want you to see this as a Western culture versus African culture argument. I expect that some people may try to make it about that. But it's absolutely not about that. What I'm asking is that we see this as an inspection and a potential opportunity to adapt cultures that support unconditional age-based respect. 
This argument applies to all cultures. Well, like I said earlier, I've chosen one that I know well enough to dissect. Should younger people respect older people? Absolutely. No argument there. However, should older people respect younger people? This is where I usually get crickets. I absolutely believe that respect should be mutual between young and older people. Balance is necessary because once the scale tips over to either side, there are problems. If young people don't respect older people, knowledge transfer is limited and valuable experience could be lost over time. If older people don't respect younger people, however, that knowledge transfer and the ever more important opportunity to revise the knowledge that is being shared is also limited. When a child asks why, it is an opportunity to transfer knowledge. When a younger person questions an idea, it is an opportunity for a discussion with the older person. My issue is that cultures that favor unconditional age-based respect assume that this is only an opportunity to teach as opposed to it being an opportunity to learn as well. When there is mutual respect, there is room for the knowledge transfer in either direction. Personally, my experience has been that when a younger person questions or challenges an idea that an older person has presented in communities that favor unconditional age-based respect, they're met with heavy resistance. The typical response is that the older person is wiser and therefore cannot be questioned. It is just that way and you must accept it. Assuming that the older person is always right is walking into a one-directional conversation where the older person is telling the younger person what they understand to be correct and not given an opportunity for any alternative thoughts or perspectives. Does experience matter? Yes, absolutely. Should someone with more experience be willing to share those experiences with others? I think so. Does the age of the person with the experience matter? I don't think so. In the fast-paced era of change that we're currently in, Knowledge has become more and more experience-based and not age-based. There are 20-year-olds with a ton of more experience in certain domains than their 50-year-old parents. This doesn't mean that the 50-year-old parents have no other experience to offer to the 20-year-old. It means that they both need to acknowledge that they can learn from one another and that age should not be a factor when it comes to knowledge. Mutual respect. If the older person is always right and cannot be questioned or challenged, younger people are limited to the ideas and consequences of decisions made by older ones. We can see how that is playing out in much of the developing world today. People who are mostly unqualified are appointed into decision-making positions based on their age as opposed to their relevant expertise. There are many ideas I thought were ludicrous as a young adult, but I couldn't dare question them because of the resistance that I met each time I so much as insinuate 
that there could be an alternative perspective on a topic. I've been in arguments with peers where people have said to me, that's just the way it is. You just have to accept it that way. That is our culture. The elders are wiser and they must have the final say. At some point in human history, maybe in the earlier hunter-gatherer era, when most knowledge was transferred from older adults to younger ones, this culture may have made sense. But in the era that we're currently in, we need to recognize that learning and experience gathering is much more interest-based. Age does not equal experience any longer. It is no surprise that people who wish to sustain the culture of unconditional age-based respect don't care to explain the why to younger people. They just want the culture to remain. That's just the way it is. That's how my forefathers did it, and that's how I'm going to do it. We'll be back after a quick break. We'll be right back. But they use iPhones. And the idea of riding a donkey to work seems crazy to them. So they're okay with inspecting, revising, and adapting certain things. But these ideas that, in my opinion, no longer offer any valuable advantage to humanity, we must preserve. Our forefathers said so. It is non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. In an earlier episode, I discussed supporting cultural evolution over cultural preservation. I believe strongly that we must seek to improve everything as humans. What we do, how we think, how we organize our societies, and how we collaborate. A mindset of continuous improvement is critical to the development and even survival of our species. And we must collectively seek to inspect and adapt everything. The fact that someone thought something was a good system a thousand years ago doesn't mean we should be stuck with it. It was okay to kill twins at some point in history until we collectively inspected and adapted away from it. It was okay to enslave fellow humans at some point in history. It is even supported by religious texts but we can all agree that we shouldn't do that to one another any longer, right? So why can't we inspect these ideas? Why does older age equal automatic entitlement over younger people? Why should people doing the wrong thing be excused based on their age? Why should expressing frustration or displeasure have anything to do with age? Why should calling out an older person's folly not be allowed? How can you fix what you refuse to acknowledge is broken? Why should there be protection for physical, verbal, or sexual abusers simply because of their age? Why are we stuck on this idea that an older person is always wiser? Why can we not see that age no longer tallies with experience? When my daughters discuss 
roadblock strategies, for example. What experience do I have that qualifies me as an expert on the topic? When we're discussing globally impactful social media strategy, why are 70-plus-year-olds making decisions for 20-year-olds without consultation or consideration that more relevant expertise may be required? Why are we so concerned that a young man asked Professor Wally Sharinka to move from a seat that he wasn't supposed to be in in the first place? Now, don't get me wrong. Treating elders with respect, I agree with. Unconditional, age-based respect is what I don't agree with, especially because I found this to be a mechanism for exploitation. A mechanism that allows older people to get away with doing the wrong thing. Bullying, lying, looting, stealing, physical assault, sexual assault, and even sometimes murder. A co-pilot on an Asiana flight in 2013 that was about to crash was not able to correct his captain because he was afraid that the captain would feel disrespected. He risked dying along with all the other passengers and the crew simply because in his culture, he couldn't question the authority of a senior person. The plane crashed short of the runway. Three people died and 181 others were injured. Just think about that for a second. He was willing to die rather than question the authority of his captain. Nigerian politicians continue to benefit from this culture, this culture of systemic oppression that keeps them from being accountable to the people they're supposed to serve. Rapists, bandits, abusers continue to benefit from the same culture, one that excuses bad habits based on the age of the accused. A society that excuses accountability based on the age of the accused will automatically breed oppression. In some parts of the world, this is self-evident. So why aren't we talking about it? We may not wish to acknowledge this as a culture that must be revised, but the failures are evident, especially in the developing world. So, as a business transformation expert myself, one of the major shifts that I've witnessed over the last two decades is a reorganization of the traditional workplace. Many organizations are rethinking the often negative impact of traditional hierarchies to culture in the workplace, and they're shifting to a more collaborative, team-centric, value delivery and problem-solving framework. Mutual respect is important regardless of whether you're the CEO or just an intern. We're asking teams to organize around value as opposed to within siloed hierarchies. We're asking folks to leave their badges at the door when we're in problem-solving sessions in order to allow everyone's voice to be heard, which inevitably encourages innovation. The idea that young people have nothing to offer because they lack experience 
is an outdated idea. The idea that young people do not deserve the respect of older people is outdated. Even the U.S. military is exploring organizational frameworks that shift away from traditional hierarchical structures into more decentralized, collaborative, pod-centric frameworks that have been proven time and time again to work much better. I'd like for you guys to check out this one video on YouTube titled Greatness by David Marquette. Or if you can find time to read the book, Turn the Ship Around by the same author. You'll hear practical examples of how this change in mindset improves collaboration and innovation and why most organizations across the globe are embracing the shift. I believe strongly that age-based unconditional respect gives absolute power to older people and reinforces hierarchies that limit the necessary innovation and collaboration required for any society to thrive in this modern age. I'll include a link to the David Marquette video and the book in the show notes of this episode. You can find that on www.nigerianamericanpodcast.com. There's something I think is worth mentioning about the event that I described at the beginning of this episode. Something that led me to further believe that Professor Wally Shoenka is truly a progressive man. According to Mr. Cole, he didn't put up any resistance when he was asked to move. He respected the young man enough to acknowledge his request and do the right thing. Mutual respect. Similar scenarios with more conservative and traditionally minded folks would have had him ignore the young man or even create an unnecessary scene. I'm begging you, as my audience, to question everything. Not because you want to be disrespectful, condescending, disobedient, unruly, or disruptive, but because there's always a better way. Humanity has come this far only because we have continued to question everything, everything we do, everything we see, and all the things that we believe. We must continue to question everything because we will never be perfect. There will always be room for improvement. I hope this was valuable. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nigerian American. Please subscribe, leave comments, and continue to share this podcast. You may also reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, or Clubhouse at LD the Dawn. That's E L D E E T H E D O N. My name is LD.